a room in Dublin. A young woman is sitting here. My name is Iris. Beside her is her brother. I'm 31 and I come from Croatia. I was born in Bosnia. He's about to hear a story. A story that he's never heard before. I just remember I was always a very silent child and very observant and pretty concerned with everything that I saw and and some memories I have, but some memories my mother would tell me how I behaved. And <clears throat> so I, I think I, I grew up and still I am, I'm, I still am growing up in, in this feeling of... Mm, many times I've, uh, since I was a child and now I would feel... I would feel like I'm living in a world which is just too brutal. In her teens, Iris got a new focus in her life. When I was 14, my brother was 15, we got... Actually, we, we wanted to have a dog at that time. <laughs> and we bought all the tapes to get Golden Retriever because this one was big. We all preferred this one, I think, in family. And we would watch videos and look at the books about this dog. So we were really getting ready until my mom one day came and said, Oh, you two, would you like to have a sister? <laughs> and she thought that she took us by surprise, but I already knew, I saw what's happening. And then we said, yes, but uh, at one point I also, of course, that we want to have sister. We didn't realize what it means, but mm-hmm. later we realized. And then I, I know that one day I asked, what about the dog? And they said, eh, now we get the sister and then dog. <laughs> dog can wait. Dog can wait. <laughs> and that was really, really, it was amazing because I know some experiences of some other people who were in teen ages and getting little sister, it was annoying for them. The baby cries all night and it's all, oh, why this? Mm-hmm. But for me, it was, oh, it was huge escape from, from what I couldn't take at that time as a teenager, as a young person with different things that happened before, as, as someone very shy and someone now going to a new school with new language, which we didn't still know. And then I would, yeah, we were really, what I can say as brother and sister, we were re- really involved. Usually teenagers are not so involved with the baby. It's mom's job. And we were really involved. I think we really needed this. And this little creature that came, she was... I remember many times she would cry. She would cry like in the night every three hours. But I don't ever remember this. It was not annoying. And I remember more times when she cries, cries, cries. And then when you take her and then just this second when you take her, she stops. And then you come into some... I don't know how to explain this moment. Because you realize that two of you together with your energy somehow formed such peace mm-hmm. at this moment. And this baby is not crying anymore. And you feel very good holding her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then growing up, my sister is really special kind of sister because she's so much younger. But so many times I was looking up to her and listening what she's saying and I couldn't believe I would feel also a little bit embarrassed like I'm 30 you know and you're telling me things which are which I should tell you Iris's sister was more mature than she was Iris says the reasons for this are really complicated many of which she's buried some things before happened in my private life and then some things which were happening in our family 
years before. All that I was just taking in, taking in. I never talked and I was very closed. I would listen to others and and some parts are, are coming from my private life, like from partnerships which I had and they didn't work or whatever was happening. The other part is coming from many things that happened in my family which are connected to my parents and another part is connected to losing my father. He, he died in 2000. It's a cocktail of private things and of whatever you are seeing around and just so many times in my life I would feel so helpless and, and so not ready to be in this world so not I didn't want to be in the world where I saw so much inhumanity so much violence in me also I also accumulated that through my growing up I decided probably to protect myself of all the confusion which I couldn't understand part of this coping was to take refuge in drugs her life was a mess starting and stopping jobs and college courses it was turbulent However, she made the decision to get off heroin and managed it. She would try to cope with her emotional problems without drugs. And I would just take all the very hard things that happened inside, inside and continue living. Like, okay, we went through this, so now just keep your uh, strength and go on and just work, work, work. All I wanted is just gentleness. The work paid off. Iris got into third level. She was delighted. University was my harbour. But I think already when I was going there, my confidence was I knew that I will not go through it, that I will not be able to do this university. I don't know why, and that made me feel even worse. Her fears were well-founded. Iris dropped out of college. Why am I not capable? Everybody is studying. What is wrong with me? Why cannot I finish something? Why cannot I finish something that I started? I was uh, working in McDonald's, I remember. She not only cut ties with academic life, but also with her friends. I was not in contact with people who I had there, because this is a city where I was going to school, so I had some, some close people, and I was too ashamed to go to some of them and to say that I'm too weak, that, I am, that I'm having some troubles, that I'm scared. I was meeting very different people that today when I look I would never hang out with these kind of energies. But I was attracting that as I was very low with my energy and not bad people but very uh, troubled people with different troubles that they have. That, that's how I feel about them now. I don't remember, some of them I remember, but I know many of them have different troubles, either with drugs or with something. People who were that lost that they couldn't cope anymore, so they take something to just numb, maybe, whatever is it that they feel. This new group of acquaintances did have one thing going for it, a new friend, a firm friend for Iris. Through this circle, somehow... Renata showed up and slowly just she looked like very 
stable person. She had her life, from my view, she had her life organized. She was older than me and we would speak and it was really great friendship. And she didn't have any troubles. Like I didn't see her consuming something. She was like the light in this dark, dark period. And I had a room at that time, which I was paying, but we agreed to take an apartment together and live in this apartment, share the costs. I mean, remember mornings when we would wake up and she would be singing something and then I would be singing. She came in the part of my life where I felt this person is good to me and I needed, I don't know, I really opened to her and she was my friend. I completely trusted her. She was giving me all that I really needed at the moment. We would speak about things and then she would tell me, uh, oh, I can help you with this. Or She was just so supportive. I would watch her and her life and what she achieved. had long black hair that I remember, a very soft voice. She was older than me at the time, and at the time I was 25, so I think she was 30-something. Uh, very joyful time we had. Iris opened up to Renata and told her everything. How she adored her little sister, how she had once been a heroin addict. I don't know if she ever was sharing herself so much. I don't... She would, but I I wouldn't notice that this is not actually sharing. So she was doing some job, so this is how I know it, some job, internet-based something, accounting maybe, I think. But she heard a lot of, from me. I was opening to her. She was the one... She was the one who looked in better, so you don't, like, she doesn't need to share anything because she's good. Now I'm vulnerable and I have some problems, so I was sharing. And I think this was almost the first time in my life that I shared so much. I was not person who shared with people. I was not telling about my troubles. And, and I think in years up to that year, I collected so much that someone came and I just let everything out. And she was the one who got it all. Renata not only was a listening ear and a shoulder to cry on, one time she came to the apartment with some practical help for Iris. This was going to change things for Iris, get her life back on track at last. In the night she came and with the big news, like, you know, a friend of mine who has this company and they need help and it would be perfect for you, for your studies. Uh, Part-time job in the office. I was really excited and the next day I was still excited. Soon, it was time for the interview. Iris didn't want to let Renata down. I remember I was, I wanted to present myself very good and I wanted to get this job and I wanted, no matter it was coming from her, I, I thought I need to prove that I can do it. It was 
kind of accounting job, so I was a little bit scared because I didn't do much of that in my life. So, yeah, it was this normal excitement which you have when you go to job interview and you want to get it and that's it. was normal hallway and it was normal rooms with the computers completely normal office which you can imagine anywhere computer desk and stuff inside very interview like like background my experiences because they didn't have to ask many more questions they had it all from this other girl I think but I also think they tried to do it like this it looks normal until the moment when the real story begins. A few minutes into the interview, Iris and the interviewer were interrupted by people coming into the office. These two men were coming in. I think I was thinking that it will be this hidden camera or something. I don't know, but my second thought, I know it was, this is too brutal for, like, it looks not funny. I remember one was older, one was younger. One, I remember these big eyes, big, big eyes he had. And a little bit too overweight. How do you say that politely? And the other one was young and was like uh, more compassionate. He was playing. I think it's the same thing which they do always. There is good, bad. So this younger one never never actually touched me, never hitted me. The the older one was the one who was the aggressive one and saying things. You're coming with us. You're coming with us. I don't know what else they were saying, but you're coming with us. And I know I was not said right away, ah, you will do this for us. Uh, they were just saying, you're coming. <clears throat> this is the first time I hear my sister. He mentioned my sister. Just obey us, just obey us. And this is first time that I slowly saw that this girl was also involved because I didn't know at the moment when it happened I thought these guys are now this woman which was interviewing me she was disappeared I don't know where she was because at one point few seconds after they arrived it's just me and them and I don't know what's happening are they stealing something and kidnapping me because they think they can get something for me this is my question what is going on and just horror inside feeling like, I don't know, you feel like in your head it's like, no, 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 I don't want to be here, you know, you you think of your family, you think like, I want to go home, you become this little baby which just wants to go home. Then there were things which happened and these are two days of, I think it was two days of, of violence, just... <clears throat> sexual and and mental abuse and then I was just there and then there was no such violence anymore so I didn't cause any troubles later so I didn't want to because these people made it clear for me that if I don't obey whatever I'm supposed to do with them if I don't obey that, they know where my sister lives, they know where my mother lives. For them, it's not a problem to take my... And it was always my sister because they knew, I, I, rem I know how many times I told to Renata how important and, and, and how close I am with my 
sister and my brother. So this is what was used. I think they realized they don't have to hurt me physically anymore because I'm not going to... So this they did first day very... It was very brutal. It, it's a rape. But for me, every other experience was also like a rape because I didn't want it. Uh, it was mental games more later. Like, um, it was degrading me in many ways, saying some things to me and just degrading, degrading. And it didn't actually took so long, like days and days. And it was some moments they would come and then they leave you in this state. They do something to you, like mentally or, or verbally, or and then they leave you alone, in the, and then you are alone with all of this. And that's the worst, actually, because it's the worst to stay alone, I think, with your thoughts and realizations of what's happening. As long as something is happening, you are not so bad. When you are left alone in these two days, it was the hardest, I think. Iris now knew that Renata had told the abductors about Iris's love for her little sister, about her vulnerability and low self-confidence. But Renata had given the men one other piece of information about Iris's past that would finally allow them to control her. I remember second day they came with heroin. And I had my story of heroin. I was escaping into the world of heroin long before this happened, long, long before, in like five years before. And I got out of that alone. I had, like, one year story of going back and, and forth. And I was a winner, and I felt so proud of me because I knew this was something big that I overcame, and I didn't want heroin ever. For me, it was not interesting to try this. And I won that game, and now I know what it means, how fast I will be addicted again. This I was resisting, this I was resisting most, and that, that's why I got many violent uh, physical things back, like raping and, and hitting, and, but very smart hitting, I must say, because they don't want you to look hurt physically, because clients are coming, and, and so it, I was not hit in a way that it was much visible, but... I, I was resisting. I remember this. I was really resisting. And at this one moment when I was resisting, I would. I, that means I forgot about the threat and my family. This I was resisting because I was so angry. Through that anger, Iris had not yet fully comprehended why she had been abducted. She had confided in a woman she thought was a friend. The woman had set up a job interview for Iris. The interview turned out to be fake and she was abducted. Still... She didn't really know why. When the first man came in, then I realised that this is... And another thing, I realised that I cannot get away. So then, third thing, I realised, then give me that drug that you are giving me, because this is so horrifying. For the first few days, it was so horrifying to accept this. It was so horrifying, and then... This heroin that was present as 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 part of of dominating me or manipulating me was was really helpful because it makes you numb. It makes you. This is why people who take heroin they are not usually. They are people who need help and they are trying to get away from something that is too hard. And for me, it was helpful 
first. Then I didn't even feel it anymore. It's not. But these first moments, this was really like, like a sedative, which someone gives you to just not to feel anything. Probably later, and and then there was this first moment, and I will never forget this first moment of first man coming into my room, and now I I'm. I'm the one. I don't know. I I I'm even the one who has to make him feel relaxed. I'm even the one who has to, uh, if he's shy, I have to seduce him. I'm the one who has to play the role of someone who is, who is like in charge in this room. And I was, I don't know how many I had, but maybe five a day clients. But there are many girls who have 10, 15 15 stories of you being there selling your body trying to sell your body to someone because someone comes with the money and that someone can be anyone because it's very affordable it's not so expensive and then you have these 30 minutes of of whatever it is called I cannot call it any name I don't know what is this it's not sex it's not uh, making love it's not it's something it's it's there is a body and it could as well be a piece of it could be some box where you put all this stress anger and frustration and fear and whatever clients are putting we are all born as babies i always say that and this was helping me because when clients would come to me at some point when i i think we are human beings very very capable to adjust to horrible conditions we see this in wars we see this in families where violence is happening we see we we are able so this we proved so we don't have to prove it and we are able to live in horrible conditions and then for me i was also adjusting and i adjusted quickly to what was happening and then some other things we start to do, we start to have these mechanisms of surviving certain things. And my mechanism was that I would play in my head that I'm someone else. And when this guy comes, I'm speaking about myself and it's all a lie. I'm not dead, but I'm just giving myself a chance not to be there for a moment and to be someone else. And then I'm speaking, oh, I chose this myself. I'm a student, you know, and then I get an answer, for example, oh, I know there is many of you much many more girls as students uh, choose to be this. I don't like that. <clears throat> but then, then another thing would be that I would try to see this person, this person that comes to me as a baby. There was a baby once more. I would remember my sister a lot as a baby because I remember that feeling when you hold this human being and this human being is really innocent and it's so pure and it's like... Oh, like an angel feeling, I guess, when we are born. I think we are born like this. And then I would do this to help myself, to say to myself, this person is not bad. This person went through some kind of system growing up, whatever experiences, and now this person is lost. And this person also needs what I was needing in the time when I was vulnerable before they trafficked me. I needed the same thing. I think I needed I needed someone to tell me that I'm good. I needed someone to tell me that I'm worth it, that I can be weak. I can cry also as a man. Can you cry? Can you be weak? Or it's always... These old clients carried so much frustration, and I know that I didn't help them. Their behavior 
how they try to help themselves and go to prostitutes does not help them. It makes the problem even deeper. They come to me full of frustration or anger or rage or whatever they are feeling. And then they put it out to this no-name girl which they don't care about or however they do, I think, care. But, for example, in that moment they don't care. And then they go home and then probably they go back to their families because many men were coming, which I knew they had families, because you can see who has family, who has no family, and then they come back to their family with all this guilt, what they did, and it, this, what they did didn't give them any relaxation, any uh, fulfillment, nothing. We are all human beings, we are all sensitive, and men are sensitive also, so I know that in some back of their mind there is uh, regret of doing this, there is shame. And with all this, this person goes to sleep and then goes back to this day and then maybe goes back to this. This is the behavior which says this person needs help and all the clients need help. And sometimes I would hug. I would hug some of them, not just because I'm just now some wonderful person who can do such things in such a horrible, but because I needed this. I needed... I needed a feel some something human about it. I needed a feeling that there is some reason why this is happening, and I'm still searching what the reason is. I think the reason is for us to come closer why we are dealing with such horrifying things that happen around trafficking is one big big thing, and they all come somehow from the same roots. I think I don't still know which roots and I know in myself, but I will still research. I want all of us to wonder what are we putting our babies into and which kind of world we create. Where are the values? The loss of those values, says Iris, allow people to pretend that prostitution is a choice, that someone does it just to make a bit of money, to have some fun. Iris was locked up for six months. She says no one chooses prostitution. I would work sometimes in the night also, receiving clients. So you are in the room, <clears throat> and all that you do is you wait. They would bring me food, but my problem is that I didn't have appetite, so I wouldn't really eat it. There was many hours of waiting just. This was actually the most horrifying, when you just have to wait, and, and then your mind, and then... Or sometimes looking through the window, because it was it was like this, but you could look and looking at the normal life going on down there, the cars and people going to work and sometimes it helped you because you would imagine you are also just in the normal life and sometimes it was really hard and I would cry or I would... Heroin is this kind of drug which makes you, if you are taking it, then you're half sleeping through this and then they just come and then I would be, every time when client comes... My biggest problem was all the time that I have to be the one who is saying, you know, who is encouraging this guy to do that to me. This is what prostitutes do. They are the ones who make you feel less uncomfortable. They are the ones who who listen to whatever you need to say. Sometimes they would ask, oh, but it's not really about you. It's about them, what they paid for and what they can do for this money. I didn't have to pick my phone calls. It was some 
girl outside and when you hear the conversation it's like speaking about cabbage is she fresh is she not fresh like that almost it's really it's it comes to the point where you really feel this is a trade and it's a fresh meat on market and the client wants to know what he can do with this fresh meat how does it look like because there is so many others that he can choose between he can decide if you are too fat for him he will come and say or oh, you're too fat i will it's very brutal uh, or you're too ugly or uh, they can choose between eye colors I was moved because prostitution is illegal. They would just come and, and I would know because they would tell me to undress and to cover. I was always, this was their thing, to move me in the way where I really felt more degraded. So they would move me with a sheet, just a sheet. And I would have to undress so I know when they would tell me this, that they are moving me. Blindfolded, yeah. I don't know, it was, the whole thing was very unreal, it still is. Since the moment, since these people came into the office, but everything seems to me still like, maybe I was just, you know, part of some, like a movie. Iris was betrayed by Renata, the woman who pretended to be a friend and set up the bogus job interview at which she was abducted. But she was also betrayed by the woman who pretended to interview her. That woman disappeared soon after the two men arrived at the interview room. However, she returned to be part of the forced prostitution setup. The fact that she was involved ultimately turned out to be fortunate for Iris. This same lady that interviewed me, later I heard her voice first time when I heard telephone ringing. She was the one who was making appointments and, and she was bringing food. Many times I didn't see her because I would be either in part of the room she would just open and put or there were sometimes doors where she could put down. So they tried to avoid any contact and any possibility probably for me to come close to her or to any other girls. So usually you have every day there is someone coming and to, or you are taken to an apartment where you stay and then uh, they take you to some other's apartment of this client also sometimes, especially if it was someone coming from prison. So there is always something happening. There was never one day that nothing happened or either you were moved. Maybe there were, not, there were no clients every day because sometimes they would move us and I think then slowly get again the clients but there was never two days of such silence which I it was maybe less than two days I don't know but for me it looked long long and I was in the room and nothing I don't hear this woman I don't hear the phone I don't hear the footsteps I'm already for weeks in a state where I'm observing where is my chance because for weeks I want to get out there was a moment three weeks or two weeks, I'm not good. These weeks, things that I'm mentioning may not be accurate because I'm just f trying to fill the time. But I know that beginning of January, a girl who is on the phone, she put the passport under my door, my passport. And, and for me, first feeling and all these three weeks, I'm thinking she's trying to make, put me in more trouble because if these guys find it, like with me, then I'm in trouble, you know. 
it will be a cause of another set of of violent things and stuff and she put it this and now i realize i think this is her doing what she can a lucky break for iris and she was going to make the most of it her childhood may have been troubled and unsettling but she had been active something which stood to her By the end of January, I walked away. I didn't walk away, I climbed. The third floor, not so high, and there was good balconies. And it's really good that I love climbing because someone would be scared. Somehow I really felt like I'm getting out and I didn't feel they will shoot. I don't know. I had this feeling that I will not be dead, that I will get out from this story, that, that it's not, I don't know. This is just something probably you feel inside. There was no fear. There was just... I just wanted to make sure that somehow... I I think I was waiting to feel this is the moment to do it, to walk away, and it will be okay. So when I really did it, I really felt like that. I'm just walking away. I had a very, very bad outfit for me now, but I had what you call cardigan. Supposed to be also sexy uh, clothes, which I got, but better than blanket. So I was in this kind of outfit. I was climbing down, and for me it was, I'm not scared of this, and I know how to climb, so I just felt, oh, I can go through the, it was normal for me, and I go like this, I will not go through the doors. I went to my friend and she saw me. Actually, all people that I met later, except my mother, f- really felt, I would say, I don't know how I was saying, because it's ha- so hard to say what happened to you. What will you, you know, I really felt nobody will believe me. I felt I was, a, I had a heroin story before nobody will, be, I really felt nobody will believe me. And it was true. Many people took care of me, like my friend, like Uh, afterwards my friends but the first thought in their mind was it's okay even if you chose it it's okay we are supporting you and this was first idea that this something like this cannot happen so you probably chose this to finance your drugs or something this was really hard this was so hard and it's still hard because it's hard from two reasons it's hard because it didn't happen like that I didn't choose it and second reason it's hard because for people it's important to know did you choose it or not in order to know what to feel towards you if you chose it then there is some judgment and there is if you were taken then they can feel empathy and I don't like this because I think we should have empathy for both cases I blame myself still today for calling them, my mother and my sister, and, and making them come and not telling them what's up. I just needed them to come. Iris was practised at keeping the lid on things. The events of her childhood she suppressed. It was talking about those and confiding in Renata that led to her being targeted for abduction. Would she be able to hide what had happened to her, to keep from her family that, for the previous six months, she had been kept as a sex slave after three days, I broke, and I told my mother, and I think my mother wouldn't, didn't believe me at that time. And I wouldn't believe myself, because it's so brutal. I didn't believe the story. I'm not... For me, it's still unbelievable when you ask me, and then what happened? And who came in? It's unbelievable, still. My mother was there for two days, three. I would say, oh, I have... I just have, it's a job that I have, and then I would go out and stay out two hours and then come back or something. For two days, I couldn't tell her because it was such a shame. 
While Iris is telling her story, her older brother is sitting beside her. As the story unfolds, he hears things about her ordeal he had never heard before. I just remember Mum saying, um, you know, Iris is coming home, and, you know, your sister is coming home, she's not well, she needs to recover. I, I just thought some, something horrible must have happened, but I didn't know what exactly. And I, she was at home, you know, you came home and you were just kind of, we have this little room where she was staying most of the time and mom was just trying to slowly get her back to eat and everything. And mm. like, I don't know, I saw that she wasn't well, but it was like I, I was scared to approach her. Oh. I was scared to talk to my sister, you know. I, I didn't know. It was horrible. And and this is the first time I actually hear yeah. everything. I, it's just, you can't explain it. Like it's... Um, you know, at the same time, you feel anger. You feel anger at the people. You feel anger at yourself, you know, why you weren't there for your sister. Then her brother mentioned something, something bizarre. It had happened during her abduction and Iris had completely forgotten about it. I remember th- you came while you were captured by them. You came. I came with them. Yeah, and we didn't know that. She came in the car. I came with them. And they she, were. Uh, I think I was part of also smuggling cars. So there was one moment. You know when you say. Uh, she stayed for. I was forced to call my mother and stuff. And she she had to pretend. She had to I stay had with to us for a day or I two. I remember then I saw this was okay. December, end of December, somewhere. Yeah. I think it was kind of New Year thing, and I was, I was forced to drive a car. I think this car was stolen, probably. I was forced to drive over the border, and they were there. And I remember it was very few days, because mm. I was at mom's place, and then we went back. They have to maintain idea that nobody looks for me, that have, they have to be mm. secure, that my I mom remember, doesn't make panic. And, and I was yeah. there, and this was... I, didn't, I don't even remember... I, now when my brother mentioned this... It's coming back to me because mm. this was, I think, the hardest and I don't want to remember it because I'm there and I cannot say anything. And yeah, I cannot... and you were kind of hiding, I think, and maybe they also wanted to show you how they know where you live. They knew, yeah, this is another thing because this is another maybe tactic. And they were forced... Me... I was calling mom few times before that. So everything happened in four months. I, w- I would call her a few times. And my mom is used to me not calling every day. I'm mm-hmm. not that kind. I was never, I was, I would always just go and call sometimes. So for her, this was not suspicious. But, but another thing that I always felt when I was talking that she's feeling, she, mothers feel everything. And, mm-hmm. but she cannot, how could she imagine? what's happening and on the other side it's me who is convincing her how good it is how great job mm. i have accounting i was determined that my mom doesn't suspect anything i didn't want them to be oh, involved boy. and i think this was and at the point where when they brought me i think it was testing me i don't know what they did but they i was really dedicated to these persons who trafficked me i was sure i will not show in any way because of it. because of one thing was that another thing is that I thought nobody will believe me. This is like what will I say? It's happening, and if I say, and I need to go back now in two or three days, they are just because it would be very suspicious if I didn't come home at that moment after three four months. It's so close. It's two hours 
why am I not visiting? It's my little sister. So probably this was... I'm now going into their minds. I don't know why they did it, but it's part of threat. At that time, you know, you don't... You know, you, you're not making connection. You don't yeah. think something like that can happen. How? Like, And I just remember, you know, how mom was very worried. And I... I don't remember this visit at all. I don't remember how I, I was. I, don't I remember, remember anything. she had a lot of makeup. Mm. I, was, I tend to be like you know. I always try to see things better than they are. You like know, and I can, and I kind of was kind of saying, "No, oh, I think she, I don't know. I think she's okay." You know, I don't know what's... I told my mom very no. little, and that was only that day when when she came, when I mm. opened to her. That was few sentences, but I never. And this is. I don't think this, I I didn't want you to hear this because mm. I don't think it's for everyone to hear the details, especially brother and mother, and, and they don't need to know. My mom can perfectly well imagine the horror herself, and that's all already too much. This is the first time he hears details. I never shared this with my, and generally with my friends. I don't do that. And for me, this is, I'm doing only this because I believe it's making some good. People will hear, uh, raise awareness. Otherwise, it's not also a healing process for me to go into details. Mm -hmm. I feel very upset now, and it's, it's bringing me back. I don't want you mm. to feel bad about it. It's no, not no. that I got out. It's like yeah. like other stories which people have. This is one, and it's a, it's, but it's not the most brutal one. I am taken care of, and I'm searching for care. But some people are alone. They're still caged. Yeah, I'm so glad. Uh -huh.